0: hey
1: hey Ooh, child. so it's about to snow and i'm supposed to fly out tomorrow to la and i'm praying that my flight is not canceled
2: how are you i thought i escaped that crap i'm down south i came to charlotte for work and they're all losing their minds because they're going to get like a quarter inch of snow oh that's so cute
1: oh sidebar (laughs) welcome to brown ambition
2: listeners
0: hey y'all
1: sometimes i I wonder i mean i know you click the brown ambition button but i always think i feel like we should be like hi my name's tiffany
2: and this is mandy Uh, (laughs) we can do that hi my name's mandy (laughs) don't make me choke myself with this i changed my last name on facebook You did? And not a damn person noticed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can I admit something terrible? Yo, we still have to go pick up our license. I was like, one of us has to go get it. (laughs) Wait, pick it up? Yeah. yeah, You need that. I know. We're like the worst. And meanwhile, it's not like we got married in Zimbabwe. We got married in the city where we live. And City Hall is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And I always forget. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, those little like... uh, Technicalities, those little formalities. I know, I what does know. it matter when you're yelling at someone about their socks being on the floor? That's real marriage. I know. Don't tell me we're not married. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've been such a bad wife lately, but I've definitely
1: turned it around. Meanwhile, it's only been two days of turnaround. But he was like, "So, like, are you never going to help out around the house anymore? Because it's just been so crazy." And so I finally was like, I gave myself three specific chores. So we agreed upon it. As long as I do these three chores, he's going to lay off my back. And my chores are dinner. Because I actually enjoy cooking dinner. It's just that if I don't pre-plan, I'm the one at five o'clock, like I should have took out the chicken. (laughs) Like, what are we going to eat? Dinner. um, um, Grocery shopping, which when I say I hate grocery shopping, When I say I hate grocery shopping, I hate grocery shopping. I just went and I thought I was going to cry. I was like, this is the worst experience of my life. But I am going to learn how to use Instacart because I'm not going back out there. And then the third choice is laundry, which I have found a great laundry service. Even though we have a washer dryer, I don't have time. So I drop it off and I pick it up and I take the money from our household. Like We have a household bills account. And that's where the same place I take the grocery shopping money. So as long as I do those three things, I don't have to worry about dishes. He's like a mopper. I've never really been like, a, like I'll sweep and like, you know, I'll spot mop, but I've never been like a, a mopper. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you can do that. And then like he does like most of the cleaning and stuff. So mm-hmm. we've reached, a, we've reached a, happy, a happy space because
2: it was not fair. I, I really wasn't pulling my, um, my weight at mm-hmm. the house. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's living together is, I mean, it's it's like any other roommate, like you really can't take too much advantage of your partner. I mean, I, I'm much more relaxed about it. <laughs> it's easier because you it. can like talk about it. you. You're not shy about you're not there's no politeness. It's like, really, your socks are here again. Yeah. Why? Are, why are they laid out so neatly as if you're just going to pick up those dirty socks, your sweaty feet have been in all day and put them back on. No, I am Two feet from the me. hamper. I literally am the worst. Like I sometimes okay. take a step back
1: and I'm like, "Would you, would you stand for this, Tiffany?" And she was, "I would not." And I'm always like, I just look at him like, "I apologize, sir. I will do better." Because he's like, you know, between you and Supergirl, it's like, you know, I'm the adult. I got two big old babies in the house. <laughs> hey, girls are messy. We are. Me and Supergirl.
2: Sometimes we just look at each other and I'm like, "Yeah, we're we're terrible." And I'm like, meanwhile, she's 11, so she's allowed. <laughs> But that's the age. This is like free labor. This is what you're supposed to do with your like yeah. free adolescence. Just like teach them the the beauty of hard labor. You know what? It's a lie though. You don't really grow out of like this. I'm the same person I am when it comes to cleaning that I was when I was like 12. Like yep. I still don't make the bed. Yep. I'm still terrible about folding my laundry. I mean yep. that's that's the big fight now. Now we have a beautiful washer dryer which is like a big deal for those of you who, who live in other places besides New York to have your own washer dryer. I just treat it like my like my closet, like an extension of my closet, the dryer, you know like oh let 's just I'll go find some socks or in the dryer. Why bother folding them? i'm just gonna use them this week. I know yes. what's in there, it's my workout clothes, so i 'll just get a pair of workout clothes a day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Does' not work but uh yeah it's also like I mean people think that money is what you argue about it's like those simple things it's like division of labor, and labor yes. is time is money. It is the vision of labor and I'm the worst because I'm like,
1: do you know, like I could totally write a proposal in the hour that you're asking me to like, he's looking at me like, he, he finally had to say, you know, I don't work for you, right? I'm not, I'm not part of the unicorn squad or whatever you call your, your team. I don't no, That's not how this works. But I'm like, okay.
2: You're the boss so, at work, but we're co-managers at home.
1: That exactly. Thing? So I mean, yeah. but I'm learning and I feel much better because today dinner was done. We had vegan tacos. Which, you know, that's what was holding up dinner too. Cause I wasn't really, um, I was, it, the whole vegan thing kind of threw off my like, well, how do I make dinner now? You know,
2: takes but more thought and stuff.
1: Yeah. And so we had vegan tacos, which were delicious. And, um, yeah, so now I'm, I'm feeling back in a groove. I, like I said, I went food shopping, which I'm not, see, this is the thing. I don't mind running into like whole foods to grab a few things, but full blown, like Big mama food shopping, I hate that. So I'm going to figure out a plan for that.
2: You do? I do. It's not – for me, I I feel like maybe I spend more money when I – I definitely spend more money when I give myself more time. Like they've shown, you know, the idea that, you know, they say bring a list and do all your shopping and meal prep for the week, but – I think people have found that you actually spend money and you're more likely to like waste food if you do those big shopping runs. Yes. It's better to shop as you need it. But like reality is a lot of people don't have time to go every day when they need something or they don't live like in New York where you have a key food on your way to the train or like you can just pop into the corner store and grab something. But I know I love going – like when I shop, I don't even bring husband. I'm like, you're going to stay at home. I need my two hours. And I like to go up and down every single aisle and read every package and every price tag, read the unit price, compare things, just see what's new. I like to see if there's a new type of produce. This week I tried a Pumelo. I never tried that before.
1: (laughs) I did see that produce out, but I was like, I- Delicious. Meanwhile, it's the opposite. All I kept thinking to myself is how inefficient
2: you go into the store, put
1: things in the cart just to take them out of the cart, to put them on the conveyor belt, to put them back in the cart. To take them out of the car and put them in the car, to take them out of the car and put them in the kitchen, and to take them out of the kitchen and put them in the cabinet. There's so much in, out, I said, oh, no, 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 no. Like, honestly, I I didn't even realize my face. Like, my my dad would say, why do you look so morose and melancholy? I didn't realize my face looked miserable when I came back home. And I always call Superman, like, okay, I'm, like, two minutes away. That means come out and help me. So he was helping me in with the groceries. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what? He's like, yo, your face looks like, yo, somebody killed a dog and we don't have a dog. And I'm like, it's because grocery shopping. <laughs> I hate grocery shopping. So I'm going to try Instacart. But is that also like too- Fresh Direct? I don't know. No, I think Instacart is like when someone goes grocery shopping for you. It's like Uber for grocery shopping oh. from what I understand. But then also there are different grocery stores that have like you can order online and they'll like bring it to you. I'm, I don't. The cost does not matter. When I say the cost doesn't matter, I shall pay. What do you? What's the surcharge? It's yours. <laughs> Happily, so I will dance for that extra fifty or hundred. I don't care what it is. I'm paying it. No, I because. bet.
2: I bet someone like me. I bet I would save money that way. If you take mm-hmm. me out of the mm-hmm. equation, me grabbing. Oh, I'm going to try this this week, or you know, buying. I bought three mustards. Like <laughs> what? I looked at my cabinet. I have three mustards and one in the fridge. What is happening? I'm turning into like an old lady. But no, I bet I would save a lot of money. Using one of those, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna let you know. Need to let off steam, or you just need some space. No, that's nap time. (laughs) (laughs) I need a bigger Ah. house. Like the only I have to when I escape, I go to the grocery store. It's bad. Mm. Yeah. So I went to the doctor today. My surgery's
1: next week. I'm nervous. Okay. You you do like the there's a I guess they call it pre-op. So that's like, you know, the week before they take your blood, blood pressure. And basically it's, um, you sit down with the doctor and they just talk about this is how the surgery is going to go. And so, yeah, so basically it's like I said, it's so for those of you who don't know, I'm getting fibroid surgery to get rid of, especially one particularly large fibroid because I want to be able to have kids. And with this fibroid, I'm not going to be able to, at least not successfully. So fibroids are like this fleshy, like, um, tumor-like, like I guess, ball kind of that can grow in women's uh, inside or, or on the outside perimeter of their uterus. And depending on how big or how small, um, it can prevent women from having kids. Um, a lot of women will get fibroids after having kids, so they'll just kind of leave them. But they can lead to heavy periods and like pain. And mine weren't really causing any of those. It was just, why are we not getting pregnant? And then it was like, oh, you've got this giant fibroid the size of a four-month-old baby inside you. I was like, oh, well... That would explain it. So there's no so, room in the end. Yes, and so like so, typically a woman's uterus is like the size of a pear, so not very big. My fibroid is the size of a grapefruit. So, um, so because your your uterus grows as the baby grows, so so it you know my uterus has grown to accommodate this grapefruit size fleshy thing, which I'm like yo, that's
2: so Ooh, freaky. Stop saying flesh.
1: I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> But it's so freaky and crazy. And I'm like, yikes. And so she's like, yeah, we're just going to go in. Because there's two types of surgeries. You can have the one where it's like a laser. They kind of go in. And then there's one where they actually like, like almost like um, you're having a C-section. Like, you know, you open yourself up and take out um, a baby, but this time a fibroid. And I asked her, well, because a lot of people were like, why not the laser? And I asked her why not the laser. She said because mine is so large. She said there's a certain finesse about basically because one my fibroid is not on the outside of the uterus, which I could still have the baby if I if if it was. It's on the inside, so that means that she wants to really finesse taking it out and putting my uterus back together. And with the with the laser, she it's not as um, she doesn't have as much control. So mm-hmm. she was like, you know, if you were older and you're like, girl, I have two kids. She's like it would be different but we, you know the purpose of the surgery is to make sure that we're putting you back together so you can have kids. And so, woo woo, she's like, you know, she's pretty confident that I should be able to get pregnant pretty quickly. I told her I wanted to try in vitro. Yeah. After and she was like, "Well, why don't you guys try natural for a while?" And I said, "Honestly, I'm 38, ma'am." So I think that I, you know, I'm and because the, the thing about in vitro, it's not like we can't do both. It's not like we can't try naturally, but I kind of don't want to like wait six months to a year. You know, if I was 30, I probably would honestly, we would probably try six months to a year naturally. But since I'm 38 and I'm kind of like, yeah, I just want to get this party started. I mean, that's a whole. Start
2: doing the research part of it. Yes, Meeting with doctors and stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to be, I'll be laid up for
1: about four weeks. Well, that's not true. You're not really supposed to leave the house for about four weeks, but they, but you're supposed to walk around and stuff like that. So it's not like you're like in the bed for like, uh, mm-hmm. four weeks. You're just not supposed to like travel and stuff like that. So I was like, so basically my regular life, but except for more of an excuse, not to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. Cause I like never leave the house, but I just kind of want to give everybody an update. And I know some of you guys have, so many people have hit me up and they're like, I have fibroids. It's crazy, Mandy, how many women are dealing with, with in their thirties, especially. Cause I, I guess that's when fibroids typically tend to kind of like pop up if you're going to have them either in your 30s or after you have your kids.
2: And when do you – so you don't really detect them. Is that, you know, when you have your normal checkup, um, you know, the doctor will push around and feel your uterus and stuff. But is is that how you discovered them or, or was it really just like had you not been finding them during normal checkups? Like I'm just wondering if you wanted to stay on top of it how you would.
1: Yeah. You know, I did it. I mean, I'm trying to think like it had been a while since I'd been to like, you know, my gynecologist, but I'd been, it wasn't like years. Um, it, it happened only because I was like, Hey, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink and, you know, I exercise on occasion. Why are we not getting pregnant? So it was that, that was like, you know, it, it was them looking to see like, why are you not getting pregnant? Is there something wrong? And so that's when like the doctor was like, Oh, you have fibroids. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, you, you, you didn't know you had fibroids? I'm like, no. You know, I'm like, she's like, when's the last time I've been to the doctor? It had been maybe a year, I guess, but my normal annual checkup. So I'm like, well, I, it hasn't been that long. And she said, well, you're at the age where um, it's childbearing. There's a, a hormone, I guess. They're not really sure where fibroids come from, but um, it, she's like, it could have grown in that time. And that's why, you know, you didn't, you didn't know because I wasn't necessarily looking for it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would just say that if you one of the symptoms is um, heavy cramping and heavy periods, but I wasn't even getting that. So I, you know, I, I didn't know to ask or to look, you know, but I did notice that, like I said, I had this little pudge. Like even when I was working out, I'm like, why is this little, it wasn't a big belly, but this little belly that I can't seem to get rid of. It was basically the fibroids poking out, you know?
2: And is it hereditary? Like if you have a history in your family? Um, I don't, I don't know but they honestly don't know why. I mean, it, in my
1: family, there is definitely a history. Um, But the truth of the matter is, it's so common, I would say, out of ten women that I told like my friends that I have five boys, four of them were like, "Oh, yeah, me too." Mm. Yeah, so it was't. I mean, of course that's not some scientific study, but I, it was' it's, it's so much more normal than I, I ever knew um that you know that so many women, especially my friends in their thirties, and I suspect, like I said that um, from what I'm just doing a little bit of research, finding out that that's typically when they rear their their heads like in in your 30s and the reason why I never really heard of it is because I I wasn't asking my friends in their 20s plus we weren't trying to get pregnant for the most part in our 20s
2: yeah that's true but it's like it's it's, you're you're not alone though you're not alone among women who have like waited until their mid to late 30s Mm -hmm. um and maybe dealing with the same thing so thanks for sharing it and I I hope everything goes smoothly
1: I know. It's scary, though, because I've never had major surgery. So when they talk to you, they're like, so we're going to have like your blood on deck. And I'm like, wait, just in case you need a transfusion. I'm like, "Ah!" stacks on stacks on stacks. I I know. (laughs) And just like little things that like, you know, not little things, but like, you know, it just I've never had major surgery. So of course, you're nervous. But then part of me is like, well, a C-section, which is basically what this is, is not uncommon. So it's not like she's performing like like my husband had, you know, the aneurysm brain surgery. I mean, that was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But this is like, okay, Tiffany, women have babies all the time. C-sections are done literally hundreds, if not thousands, if not, I'm sure tens of thousands of times a day. So, I mean, it's not, you know, this like, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. And this doctor has been doing this surgery for 20 years. She's come highly recommended. And this is like my second. I always, I encourage everyone to get a second opinion because some doctors are a little bit, yep. um, surgery happy. So this is my third opinion, but I liked her, how she explained everything to me. And um, yeah, she just, her bedside manner and her explanation of why she's choosing this method was really, you know, it's what made me choose her.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cosign. Don't be afraid to doctor shop if you have time and it's like non-urgent. Yeah. Um, I went through the same thing with my, with getting on my, my tooth, my tooth surgery tooth operation. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to call it surgery <laughs> procedure. Um, but yeah, that stuff is stressful and it's your body. So definitely. I just, I just, I think I went to three dentists till I found what I actually liked. Um, but, um, so what your surgery is next week. Are we going to have a show next week or will we hear from you after the surgery? What's, what's the schedule? Yeah.
1: So yeah, we'll, we'll have a show next week cause it's before my surgery is not until Thursday. And so okay. And then after that, I guess we'll play it by ear. I mean, honestly, from what she said, she's like, girl, you'll be walking around. Like, it's not literally the, the, the life that she described that I can have, like, for the next three weeks. I'm like, oh, so my normal life. <laughs> she, she was like, I was like, oh, yeah. So basically sitting, standing. Like, I, I don't go to the office. I'm not going to lie because I hate putting on pants. So I'd rather just be home, like, you know, in my nightie doing work. So. <laughs> so it's just an excuse to live my normal life. So That's I don't cool. anticipate it. Yeah, <laughs> I know my nighty. Like, mm-hmm. I know Superman is like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, he's awesome. It depends he's awesome. what
2: kind of nighty it is. <laughs> I
1: know. I had, you know I did say like I did go to Target. Target actually had some really cute nightgowns that are like that. You know they don't because you don't want to wear. I'm not trying to wear a negligee just like on a Tuesday at three. Although I'm sure he would love that. But you know you want a nightgown that's cute, but also like. Comfortable and so it's like in between
2: the double X college (laughs) T-shirt and the skimpy Victoria's Secret aisle, like the middle ground. Yeah, yeah
1: it almost looks like a like a um a maxi dress, like a summer dress, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it's cute. So yeah, so so I'm honestly, it seems like it'll be my regular life minus travel.
0: Okay, it's happening. I know. It's gonna go
2: great. I know at least two women who've had the surgery and things have been fine. Did they but, have babies
1: after? Or was it for the babies or was it for just because?
2: I don't know about the first one, but the most recent one, um, she only had the procedure over the summer, and I actually okay. don't know her well enough to be checking in like that. <laughs> so, yeah. when you know people are trying, it's you also don't want to ask. Yeah, like it's like when someone you know you always I don't know. It just you just wait for them to tell you because it's kind of sensitive. You never know. Yeah. But, um, all right. All right. All right, all right, all right. So I wanted to mention real quick, some people are maybe noticing that the stock market's having a little bit of a temper tantrum right now. It went down. Um, the stock market went down today. And I just wanted – I just thought it was a good opportunity to talk because like I just checked my 401k from the last year. And if you do that, you might see – if you've been investing in this past year, you might see in, like incredible returns. Like on the past year, my my 401k – which I don't do anything fancy with was up twenty two percent, which is in freaking sane. Like the markets mm-hmm. were just raging this year, but like what goes up must come down, and I think it's the, I think this is a time when you just remind people that yes, we've had this crazy amazing bull market and your stocks are doing great, but there's going to be probably a correction. Like stocks are probably going to go down, but the point of the the key here is to remember. So long as you're well-diversified in your investments, it's better to just don't do anything. Like don't freak out. Don't try to fiddle with things. Don't try to sell everything. If you're investing for like I'm a retirement investor, like I'm in, I'm investing for the long term. And again and again, it's like experts say just don't do anything. Like research has shown and they've actually done this. They've gone back and looked at studies of investors like 401K investors who sold during the recession and they have done worse than people who just stayed and rode, just rode the wave. That's just what the market does. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. That's just, it's always going to happen that way. So don't be too freaked out by the headlines. Um, this, is just as, this is honestly just what everyone's been expecting for a while. Um, and who knows, it could be back up tomorrow. But I just thought I would give that little public service announcement.
1: No, it is hard, especially if you're checking, like you said, every single day. That's what they really kind of tell you not to, especially yeah. if you're now, if you're trading. Right. So yeah, maybe let's talk day about today. the difference. I know. <laughs> so trading is kind of like when you literally trade, you go in, you go out, you go in, you go out. But if you're investing, like Mandy said, for long term, then, you know, the the ups and the downs are part of the overall growth, You know, and so you just kind of like, okay, I know that in the end, I mean, unless you're like retiring tomorrow, I should be in a better position.
2: Well, if you are retiring tomorrow, like that's a that's the thing. That's the reason that they say, you know, once once a year, once every couple years, if you're younger, check in and maybe recalibrate your portfolio, like get a little bit out of stocks and more into like more into safe, safe investments like bonds. Um, and CDs and things like that. But as you're older, you should be shifting in that direction, like less exposed to risk, like less stocks and shifting more to safe investments like bonds and CDs and things like that. Um, that's So like when I have a target date fund, you guys might have heard of target date funds. This is a type of investment account that is like – it's sort of like a um, a pre-made, a pre-made retirement fund for you. They've done the asset allocation and as you age, they shift things over, they, this the, the internet, the web, the, the robots shift things over for you. So you don't even have to – you literally can set it and forget it. So you pick a target date fund that's like tied to your retirement year. I think mine's a 2055 um, and I don't have to do anything. As I get older, it's going to become less risky and so if there were a super – like if the market did go down when I was older and close to retirement, the aim there is that, okay, I wouldn't be as exposed as I am now at 30 and then, that, and then I wouldn't feel that pain. That downturn mm. so much. So people who really felt pain were people who were too heavily exposed, too close to retirement, um, and probably were taking on more risk than they should have. Yeah, and so you have to know that,
1: like, uh, it's important that when you're you're thinking about investments that there there's more than one way. So retire. People don't think about retirement. I'm glad you made that distinction that re- as retirement as an investment it is. So me, I have two. So like I I invest for retirement, which is the expressed desire to have a certain amount of money by a certain age, but then I also invest specifically for wealth, so that's i don't put as much money uh toward that, but it's money that you know i'm a little bit more risky with, and the expressed desire for that money is to grow um myself wealth, and so I kind of put my um investments into two different kind of like pots like that where i'm like, okay, I set aside a specific amount every single month for retirement, so by the time i'm 50 that's kind of like my age by the time i'm 50 i'll have a certain amount of money and then for wealth i'm like okay i set aside less money but i'm more risky where i'm like if i lose the money it won't be detrimental because i have my retirement nest egg
2: exactly it's like you have to ask yourself like okay what am i saving for and then how much time do i have Mm -hmm. if you're like for me saving for our, we've always had our down payment for our house honestly now we've had it for like two years probably should have put it in a cd but at the time we thought we would need it within a year so we keep that in savings um but yeah if we were going to play with some money to maybe i don't know go on a vacation a big our fifth anniversary trip or something like that i wouldn't mind putting that into a little investment fund like a little brokerage account and letting it grow Mm -hmm. um for a while yeah Just, just, just ask yourself those questions before and ask yourself, is it the wisest decision to, I don't know, put my, you know, I've got two years before my kid graduates college. I really want to gamble their college savings in the market, Mm. but when they're two months old, yeah, maybe you want to open up an investment account and, and be a little riskier because you got 18 years to invest for their college. Yeah. That's the kind of conversation you should be having with your spouse, with a professional um, financial advisor, just someone who can help you line up your goals and then work on them.
1: Actually, somebody sent me like just like on IG a story. We can save it for questions. But I, it, it ties in perfectly with this about, um, say, put it setting aside money in your 401k versus paying off debt. So we can maybe
2: ooh I love that question. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
1: Are you ready to break or boost? Break or boost. I already told you where my break is gonna be. If you want to go first, I will certainly um, welcome it. Or I can go first. It's I'm not gonna,
2: a deep one. Oh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I was gonna. I can do a. I'm gonna do a pre-boost for my real boost. Um, unrelated. <laughs> but I literally spent like I don't know half the weekend watching Living Single on Hulu. I was. Yes. I posted on our Facebook. I li- I, I really was not kidding. Pl- my my weekend was made. I had no idea it was coming back. That show. I probably watched it when I was too young to be watching it. But <laughs> it's, that's, wait, it's coming back. No, it's back. It's on Hulu. Whoa, okay, two things. Oh. One, it's on Hulu. Two, yes, they're talking about <gasps> reviving it with the oh original gosh. cast, <gasps> which I am like losing my mind over, losing it because I, I mean, wait. I, yes, Queen Latifah, Maxine Waters, Maxine, attorney at law. Yes. Yes. Sinclair, Overton. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Regine? Regine, Kyle. I don't even know who the rest of the cast is. But it's fun to go back and watch old episodes because you see people like Terrence Howard was in it. It's, it's so funny. Um, but this show is everything. And it's just, anyway, I have the, I've had the theme song in my head all weekend. No. Like, oh, yeah, This was
1: quintessential 90s.
2: And not only that, but, like, give it respect because this show was, like, the launching pad for other shows like Friends. I mean, this show, this show, everyone wanted to repeat what they had with this show. And I couldn't believe it was just on five seasons.
1: I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I love Queen Latifah. You know, she's from Newark. And Newark slash Irvington, like, this area. And so I believe – I think her mom was retired, but she she was a teacher um, at um, a high school, I believe, in Newark for a number of years until she retired. So – Queen Latifah is like, yes, she is Newark world.
2: Hey, Dana Owens. Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, Okay. That was my pre-boost. Okay. The the 90s are back. They're like bringing back Roseanne too. I can't. Okay. Too much 90s. Um, So my real boost is, so we all know that after the Golden Globes, the success of the Golden Globes, everyone was all fired up about the Time's Up movement. And then it came out that Michelle Williams, who walked the red carpet with um, Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, it came out that she was paid like $1,000 for a reshoot of a film. And her co-star, Mark Wahlberg, who somehow is the highest paid actor in America, was paid like a million (gasps) dollars. Yeah. For the same reshoot. And actually the reshoot, the only reason the reshoot happened is because Kevin Spacey, The actor who um, a a celebrity came out, or an actor came out and said that when he was a teenager, Kevin Spacey assaulted him. Um, And all these other revelations about Kevin Spacey came out from other people coming forward. And he was kicked off this. He wasn't wasn't kicked off the movie. He'd already done his part and filmed it. The movie was done. But the director decided to recast him and then go back and reshoot his scenes with a different actor. So Michelle Williams, Mark Wahlberg were called in to do those reshoots, and then they found it came. It got. It got leaked oh to the press my that. Gosh. Yeah, she was paid one thousand, and he was paid like Wait, over like, a million. Like
1: one zero zero zero. Like
2: yes, one thousand. So apparently he was on. I mean, he was on some special contract that he had negotiated, and he got. He just got him. He was able to renegotiate, whereas she. She got the union rate. Like if you're an actor, you're part of SAG. Oh she got the gosh. union rate for. But once it leaked, it was. I mean, it, it was. Obviously, the, the timing of it was so ironic. But anyway, I, uh, it turns out Mark Wahlberg, in the end, decided to donate his salary to—I um, don't know if it was to the Times Up. I think it was to the Times Up movement. Okay. He, he decided he pledged a, a million and a half dollars to Times Up. I love it. Okay, which was one way to to handle that because it's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, it's the people. It's the people on the other end who are seeing everything, and it's also like Michelle Williams' agent. Like her agent I- should probably.
1: Yeah, I need you to, yeah, get on that, wow, I'm like, I just, because when you said a thousand, I said, oh, she must be at a hundred thousand, which is still terrible, a thousand dollars, girl, like, I could pay you that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And how's that a boost again? Oh, it was a boost for the way Mark (laughs) Anthony, (laughs) Mark Anthony. It was a boost for the way that he handled it. Oh, okay, yeah, I
1: was like, wait a minute. You got, I got <laughs> lost in the sauce. Like, wait a minute, how is that good? <laughs> and there's
2: more. It's a multi layered boost. Not only are you getting a pre boost, you're also getting a multi layered post boost. Okay. Um, so other actors who i have worked with so Woody Allen obviously has he has a the sordid past where his stepdaughter accused him of sexually molesting her, and then everyone just kind of ignored it, and he's continued to like win Oscars, win Oscars, and work with the best of the best actors. So finally, it seems like people are willing to turn their back or at least um, at least acknowledge what happened. So there's some actors who have pledged not to work with him. And then a couple who recently worked with him have donated their salaries to pro-women um, charities, including Time's Up. So
1: I saw that somewhere that Selena Gomez, her mother, like either tweeted her or IG, like was like, yeah, I told Selena, like, that's not you shouldn't work with him, that you have this show about. Um, discrimination toward women, and, and I don't know what the show is that Selena's like executive producing, whatever. Why would you work with him? And like, so her mom not threw her under the bus, but I think someone asked her, "Why is your daughter working with him?" She's like, "Selena is an adult; it can make her own choices." I told her it wasn't a good idea, but at the end of the day, she can make her own choices, and she did, and I don't agree with it.
2: I uh, said, "Ooh, she, I know." She was like, one of the ones who. Well, she yeah, she was one of the ones who said that they were donating to the cause um, because she had worked with with Woody Allen
1: child there's so much going on i'm like oh my gosh i mean it's good that things you know they say you know somebody's grandma says what what doesn't come out in the in the wash comes out in the rinse you know this that, the
2: great rinsing yeah
1: so it's like so eventually basically you know what happens eventually you know it's not it can't stay a secret forever basically and so secrets are being exposed and shared as they ought to be. It's just that some days you're just like, boom, 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 boom. So you know what? In honor of your, your multi-layered uh, boost, boost, I'm actually going to do a multi-layered um, break.
2: Oh, love it.
1: So first break, just a little something light, since the other one is kind of heavy, just hit me. Um, so first break is for folks that always want to meet in person when a phone call is enough. Why? 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 So because people will be like, I I get it. Facetime is definitely great, but sometimes people will want to meet, especially if like if I know you. I'm like, girl, like we're not strangers. We're not like you know trying to just get to know each other and let me meet you. Sometimes you know like I'll have meetings and I'm like, this could have so been a phone call, and I could have still been in my 90. So there's some people
2: you're like, I know you enough already. We don't need yes,
1: to. Yes, <laughs> we don't need to like, like if we're going to meet, like, you know, it doesn't have to be this formal meeting, like, you know, so that's a little break. So stop trying to meet with people if if you really could have a phone call, because um, it's just a waste because the travel time, the get ready time, like I prefer to look crazy at home in my Target ninety talking to you on the phone and just getting down to business. So that's one. That's a light break. And a heavy break is, and I wasn't even going to mention it, but I'm like, you know what? 45 and his remarks on Haiti and African uh, nations, calling them asshole um, countries. And I was just like, you know what? I'm actually going to boost Lola. Oh, Lola, I'm going to say your name wrong, and they're going to take my ebo card. Uh Lola, what is your name? Oh,
2: oh, they're coming for you.
1: I know they are, because they're like, word, Tiffany, honestly, like, she is a is an anchor, Lola Ogunaki. O, Ogunaki. Oh, I think I said it right. Ogunaki. Lola Ogunaki. She's my girl, and she's the host of Entertainment Weekly. But she was recently on CNN, and she decided to talk about these countries that, um, especially because Lola is Nigerian, like myself. And she was like, let me give you some stats about this whole country that the president is describing that, you know, like the stats on um, level of education and, and what they bring. One thing she said that was thought that was like, whoa, I didn't realize that she was like that Nigerians. Um, that's one of the countries that the, the president said that, why are these people coming here? that we should have people like Norway instead coming here, which basically means why are black and brown people coming here? We'd much rather have white people, which is like, that's the definition of racist. Mm -hmm. Although 45 will let you know he's the least racist person ever. Um, But, you know, whatever. Um, And so she had a stat where she said, uh, Nigerians make up less than 1% of the um, African-American population here in America, of of the black population here in America, but make up like 25%. Of those, like in college, or um, uh, and so, basically, you're saying like that this is a country that like is yielding like terrible people, and the numbers say that's a lie, Mm. and you know it just. I said I wasn't gonna give energy to it because honestly I've been overwhelmed enough, and I just, I just don't get it. Like, is this a dream? No, is this a nightmare? Sometimes I'm just like, what is really actually happening in like the United States of? America that is this a real person is this really being said is he telling like another Nation well my 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 buttons, you know, my nuclear button is bigger than yours. I just Who does that? Are you five? Are are you are you in middle school? I just and then to see people still like uh, championing him I'm like I don't I don't know if you realize that if nuclear war comes you're gonna die are you crazy? Like I just who child? So that's my break—a break from his. I just wish somebody would turn his mic off, turn his mic off, and turn it turn away. I, I mean,
2: that. he's got it for at least another three years. No, don't say that, please. <laughs> I mean, unless something. But you know, I will say we. I posted this on the group. Um, there's, you know, people were like you said. You didn't want to give voice to it, but a lot of people were taking an opportunity to post about themselves. Like I'm from a shithole country and here's, I have three degrees. I speak four languages. I'm a future doctor. You know, it's been, it's, that was beautiful to see because you know, it's not true. Like we know it's anyone who has been exposed to anyone from a foreign country who's immigrated to the United States and made a life here. You know that these are the most ambitious, the most proud Americans there can be. The most people who will not squander the privileges that they have here. Um, and you know what? You know what? Why not give them why not give them an, give them an, an excuse to to shout to, to show people to remind people who they are and that they're here and what they're doing? And yeah, it's it's really sad. Um, I'll tell you that Friday, like the the news came out earlier last week, and then Friday I would already had tickets to this show on Broadway called um, Once on This Island, and I knew it took place on an island in the Caribbean, but I just I I, I didn't know it was in Haiti. Um, Until I got there and sat in my seat and read the notes and then the music started and then I was swept away and it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful play about family and love and, and, and yes, a poor people in a poor country, but the intersection of poverty and wealth in Haiti. um, And it was, it it felt like it was meant to be that I was there on the week when he called Haiti and other countries, you know, use that word to describe them because it's so clear that they're not. Um, And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone that his words hurt, but I feel like, and, and, and sadly he's, he's, he's representative of a lot of yep. like, toxic. It's like, he's the face of the snake that's been underneath the belly of yep. America for so long. He There's just a face and a mouth to it. Now we have to confront it, you know? Yeah. Um, you but, know, uh, it's,
1: it's And that's exactly how it feels. It feels like... Because so many for so long, brown folks have been saying, yeah, so racism still exists. And, and folks have been telling them, like, you have a black president, be quiet, ain't no racism. And we're like, yeah, I kind of live in this brown skin. So I've seen it and it's still here. And so this is kind of like... Uh, I feel like a lot of people who, honestly I'm not super surprised. I'm just so surprised at how blatant it is. Um like the well it blatant it is from the White House. That but he felt like,
2: safe uh, enough to say it in that yes. room. Yeah,
1: yeah, that it, and then to say it's a lie, I didn't say that. I just you know what? I'm just gonna go back to my happy place, which is making dinner, doing laundry, and you know, unfortunately going food shopping. Um and then very, I just but
2: just your very presence and your success is is exactly the answer to him. That we need do you know what i mean yeah live your life because that is the ultimate protest
1: and to do like i mean the, the truth is like one of the things like i've been like um i've been kind of uh slow like slow rolling on is i've been wanting to start like a foundation and i was just like oh there's just so many ins and outs and but then i told myself you know what now more than ever i want to start a foundation where um myself and you know the dream catchers that we donate money to it every single year, and then collectively decide what to do with it. I would love half of the money to go to other nonprofits that are doing amazing work for girls and for for girls and and women. I, that's, I specifically want to focus on women and um and girls or kids. And so, like, we would vote every year to be like, okay, so who are we giving half this money to? The Girl Scouts, this that. Okay, that's great. And then the other half to be set up like a scholarship program, and maybe we, we would pick um one specific goal. So maybe the first year, the scholarship program is for um, um, dream catchers who can't afford daycare and they can apply to get um, help to help supplement um, the cost of daycare and like having like a team in place to help, you know, vet and make sure and then pay in the daycare. So that's like my, one of my goals. And I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I don't like to give too much energy to like this and, you know, his poison is that I so much, much rather to, put my energy toward creating something like that, the live richer foundation where it's like, okay, what actual change can I move the needle? How can I move the needle forward for, for us as a community? And so that's like one of my, and I've been, I've been speaking it out loud because dream catchers are bossy. And I know if I say it, they're going to be on me, which I need because I'm like, no more excuses of like, well, I don't know how to start a foundation and I don't know how to but I, a friend of mine, she was like, "Well, girl, that's what I do. I help foundations get set up. I will help you. I'll help you get the board together and what you need. And you don't have to do everything all in one year. We could just get the the, the 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 framework set up for this year. And in 2019, we can raise funds. And in 2020, we can give away funds. It doesn't have to be this like undertaking that you have in like six months. But so I'm just putting it out there because I want to do something that is not just about." acknowledging what's wrong but do something that's actually going to help make what what I want to see what's right and not just what I want to see what's right but collectively what we want to see um um make that right you know
2: Absolutely what better day to talk about this too than the day after MLK or the MLK holiday Yes this is the time I and and I agree I'm going to my my one of my resolutions is to get involved in my local politics Mm. My my excuse has always been, you know, because I've moved so much. I'm like, oh well, I don't really don't feel like I have roots anywhere. But I'm I'm kind of done making that excuse. I'm just gonna get involved. Jersey City has a great local ACLU group. Um, mm. There's little things I can do that I feel like, uh, you know, I I was so much more involved when I was in college, um, and now when I actually have more resources to give to a cause, it feels like I've I haven't been. So there's it, yeah.
1: I want to hear what they what dream um dream I would like uh brown ambition listeners have to say. I would love if you would tweet us at what are we ba podcast the ba podcast
2: at the ba podcast on Twitter. Yes. Yep,
1: yep, tweet us at the ba podcast or write on our Facebook wall brown ambition um and just let us know like what 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 brown boost will you do. To make a difference, you know, so we can focus on bringing like the good positive energy forward. I'd love to know.
2: Give us something to boost, y'all. We're yes. struggling here. <laughs> yes, please. Like,
1: you know what? Then we can include you as a win. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah. Every Every week it's like, let me shovel through this crap first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> <Watch out. laughs> All right, questions. I don't know if you, I, I have my question. We can take two of them if you want, but I can pull out the question that the young woman wrote me that I thought was in alignment with what we talked about earlier.
2: No, let's let's do it. And this is a good chance to remind you guys because the inbox is getting a little thin. I know y'all have some <laughs> questions. Please yeah. hit us up at brownambitionpodcast.com. You can click the Ask Us Anything tab to send us a question, or you can hit us up directly at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com um I, we get a lot of notes where people are like we love the show just want to say we don't have a question that's awesome but what you can also do is leave those reviews online on itunes that would be amazing um it's so much more impactful when you don't just share it with us but you share it with everybody um mm-hmm. so we love those notes but if you could also copy and paste them into itunes that would be lovely yes um, all right But let's do yeah let's do your question Alright,
1: so this is D Young Girl on Instagram, and she said, uh, on the topic of because I today for the Live Richer um Challenge Net Worth Edition, we talked about um in putting money in your um your IRA, Roth IRA, or 401k. So she said, by the way, a topic that comes up for many regarding 401ks that even I get shaky on Um, Is how does it make sense to save money into a 401k when I have outstanding credit card debt and student loan debt? Should I be taking whatever I save and putting it toward debt since the interest is higher than the rate of return I'm getting in my 401k or retirement? I have to face this all the time surrounding. mm, uh, I don't know. She said surrounding myself with folks that say pay yourself first, that it's important. Okay, well. Anyway, that's basically what she's asking. There's a lot of other stuff in here. I'm like, what's she talking about? Basically, <laughs> should <laughs> should she put money, should she continue to put money in her retirement account, which this, she has a 401k, or should she just say stop and put her money toward paying down the debt? Because it's like, ah, what should I do?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in that position. Um, there's no black and white answer, but I think the question itself is really smart. Mm-hmm. And she's right. If you have a twenty twenty two percent interest rate credit card, I have a really good girlfriend. I'm trying to help right now. I'm not going to call her out, but she has three credit cards that have over twenty three percent interest rates APR. Mm-hmm. And I, and she's been saving ten percent for retirement. And I'm like, I I I I um salute you for saving for retirement. But I really think that your money, you should maybe bring it down to five. Keep your company match. And put a little bit more toward this credit card debt. Because, mm. yeah, I, I made 22% of my retirement fund this year, this year. But on average, you can only expect, like, I don't know, 7 to, seven to 8% on a
0: mm-hmm.
2: conservatively, um, which is not going to beat the 20 plus percent that you may be paying on credit cards. So, yeah, I, I think it's – try if you can to save a little bit for retirement. But attack your debt and get it out of the way because it's only going to drag you down. So when Mandy says
1: attack your debt, though, be mindful that she's not talking about typically student loan debt, that the interest rate is lower or your mortgage, it's credit card debt tends to be, that's the most um, detrimental debt that grows really quickly. Because what what I don't want to see is because I, I see this, I think Prudential had done this study for like, it's called the African-American experience where they asked the African-American community, what, what are your financial, like, like your main financial goals in, on a whole, our main financial goal was to get rid of debt. And then they asked the community at large, like they did, like, you know, like, um, I guess, a larger study, and the community at large, meaning like non African Americans, their financial, uh, general financial goals were to grow wealth. And so my concern is that I find that a lot, that especially within this brown ambition community, that we're so debt reduction focused that we forget that you also have to be um, focus on investing. So I like the fact that you said that, like, you're right, that don't not put money uh, aside for retirement, but, um, being smart about it because you have to, you know, you have to set aside and especially if your company matches, definitely. So if your company says, if you put up to 5% in your 401k, we will match you up to 5%, then definitely match it, you know, but, um, but I don't want, you shouldn't just be debt focused, but then you also shouldn't just be um, investment focused, that there's a balance there depending on uh, like where your debt lies. If if your debt is uh, credit card debt, then yes, heavily pay down credit card debt. But if your debt is like student loan mortgage, then I wouldn't forego like, you know, um, maxing out my retirement account to 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 pay down my mortgage faster, because one, it's going to take forever, and two, you're likely going to get a higher rate of return on your on your um retirement account than your than your um, mortgage interest rate is going to be.
2: Yeah, I think a a a common combination we get when we get uh, questions from Magnify Money readers is student debt and credit card debt and retirement. Um, and I, if it's federal student loan debt, maybe, and you have high interest credit card debt, maybe it means okay for this year you enroll in income driven repayment plan. You get a reduced payment on your student loans and you can throw more money toward your credit card debt. And then when you're done with your credit card debt, um, you get out of the income-driven repayment plan and start attacking your student debt a little bit more. Um, it's like a – yeah, it's like a constant balancing act. And while you're doing that, maybe you're only putting in enough to capture your company match to your 401K. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And it, it's a process. you know. I, I think just the sheer – i think it's a good question to ask but it's also it can like paralyze you too if you really try and if you really try to come up with the perfect uh, the perfect balance of um saving versus paying down debts um uh, when you have so many things kind of cooking um i sort of think it's easier if you order things in priority based on interest rate um and also like how they could harm you if you were to let them linger forever Obviously, mm-hmm. with your mortgage, you could lose your house. Uh, you don't want to do that. Um, so you need to pay your mortgage bill on time. But paying more than your mortgage payment every month, yes, you, like Tiffany said, yes, you'll pay it off a little bit faster. But it's not gonna it's not gonna be better for you in the long run in terms of the extra costs than it would be mm-hmm. to put that money toward your credit card debt um, or even your auto loan debt, for that matter.
1: Yeah, because auto loans tend to be higher interest rates than like your mortgage or your student loans, if you're if you have federal student loans, because Private student loans can; those interest rates can be high.
2: Some people don't know either, even what their APRs are. So that's like a really good first step. It's just to sit down. I had my friend do this. I gave her like a spreadsheet. Just you know, line up your debts, find out the APR, um, and really you can prioritize them that way. Very simple. Yeah. Anything over the seven percent you might get on average in your four hundred one k, that should be a priority, a bigger priority anyway.
1: Yeah so hopefully we answered your question, D girl. Mm-hmm. So I said, you're on IG. I'm going to force you to listen to Brown Ambition. I'm going to say, hey girl, um, here's the link to our website. Um, I need you to listen because I answered your question versus like, you know, typing it all up in um, Instagram DMs. <laughs> <It's> so cool. <laughs> That's how we get listeners. I, I'm strong on them. So yeah, yes. you can tweet you can tweet me and you can IG me your questions, but I'm not gonna answer back. I'm gonna say, um, we addressed that on Brown Ambition episode
2: three. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, sometimes I answer back to their emails. I do. Um it's okay. <laughs> no,
1: I'm just teasing y'all. We all we enjoy the best place to really ask though is to go onto to our website, brownambitionpodcast.com. Dot and dot com. Click, <laughs> and then just click ask ask us anything. Is that what it says? Yep. Mm-hmm that's the best place and ask away there's we love answering questions honestly to me it's one of my favorite parts of the show and we really like to see your growth and you know it would be great if we answered a question and you want to give us an update that would be amazing
2: yeah definitely
1: it's time for Wednesday Wednesday I'm not going to lie. I don't have a win at
2: the top of my head right now. You go first. I will gladly go first. Apart from the fact that I'm drinking a nice ice cold beverage out of my Swell bottle, which I believe was Tiffany's win a couple months ago. Yes, I love that thing. (laughs) Um, It's okay. I like it. It feels like I'm drinking out of a torpedo. I accidentally got the super big one. Oh, I love that one. It's really I big. One. I mean, it's great because you get 24 ounces, but I also feel like yes. when I carry it around and talk to people, I'm like, it's just part of me. I need to take a sip out of my torpedo. Um, You're
1: going to make me pee myself. Oh, my God. Yes. It it's is so you. big.
2: You almost like – you can like step back. I'm taking a swig. <laughs> like yeah. <lift> <laughs> okay. Um, my win was going to be um, – it's going to be the – I know we talked briefly about the h the and M H&M t t-shirt gate from last week. But I saw today this so okay. If you need to be updated, there was a H H&M and t shirt, a picture of a, I think he was a was he Swiss or Swedish, um, a, a, a black boy, um, modeling a sweatshirt that has um, the cutest monkey in the jungle written on it, and somehow H and M thought that was cool and then published it. It was not cool. Um, there's been all this. There's been all this. Um, obviously, the media has been reporting on it, but then I saw like. In South Africa, people have actually protested, and H and M is shutting down some of its stores. And this is my win for the movement. This is my win for the resistance. My win for people standing up, and not and standing up, and then and not being not getting fatigued. Because I've I've read some comments on some posts about the H and M shirt, like people saying, "What's the big deal? Everyone's always making such a big deal about this. It happens all the time. Can't we just get over it?" Um, and the answer is no, you you can't get this can't be normal, you know, and it's nice to see people who are like standing up for it and not letting it be normal. So that is my win.
1: Yes. So my win, you know what, I feel like so I'm going to start doing wins when I don't have like big general ones. I'd love to like highlight some dope brown ambition esque women that we that we know, you know, that you guys should know. So, this one is gonna go to Patrice Colors. If you don't know Patrice, she is one third of the founders of um, the Black Lives Matter movement. So, um, Patrice actually has a book out called When They Call You a Terrorist. It's a memoir that she wrote, and it's already doing really well, like in pre orders or whatever. I think it actually is, um, like today's the first day that it's on sale. You can find it all over Amazon, whatever. Um, but I just want to say congratulations, Patrice. It's, it's kicking butt. Last time I checked, it was like number one on, on some list on Amazon, which of course that's amazing. Um, and you know, the thing is, you know, you hear about black lives matter and you hear about there's leaders in the movement, but you don't realize just how much of their life they give up for the movement. Like Patrice has been a, um, an activist for a long time. I mean, high school, she organized things. She's just someone who cares deeply for the community and there's a sacrifice that comes along with it. I was um, honored to be able to go to Sydney, um, where she, on behalf of the Black Lives Matter network, received um, a um, Sydney, the Sydney Peace Prize, which is super prestigious. Um, and so she received it on behalf of on behalf of Black Lives Matter. And just to see all that it takes and like the death threats, honestly, and the and the I mean. It, Her life is not always, you know, sometimes her life is put into jeopardy and time away from her family. And Patrice is a mom and all that she does uh, because she truly believes that black lives matter. And she puts her life on the line to make sure that the world knows that. And so I just want to say win for you, Patrice. Congratulations on your dope new memoir when they call you a terrorist. She is one of the funniest, dopest, just warmest people that you can ever meet. And, um, I'm fortunate in that I know her, but I also know, um, Opal. Opal, I always get your last name wrong. Opal's Nigerian or is she Nigerian? Yes. Opal is also a co-founder of Black Lives uh, Matter. But I just wanted to give Patrice, um, um just a, a win for your new book and for continuing to do the work, you know, that we haven't, you know, we have always done the work and now, you know, this, hopefully this book will take your work to the next level.
2: Love it when they call you a terrorist i'm gonna check it out mm-hmm. i just finally finished Jennifer Lewis's um memoir amazing uh, amazing best audiobook ever go 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 really it. she's so freaking good it's amazing it's like going to a one woman show in your ears okay okay she sings she just she has the most fascinating life i love it i'm mem- i'm on a memoir kick okay. um when they call you a terrorist i'm looking at a- remember when we were going to do recommendations
1: yeah Oh, yeah. We told, we're told. we like the old lady. We're like,
2: oh, yeah. I'm only bringing it up because I actually have one. I'll forget about it when I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> like, um, no, the podcast recommendation. Um, so I listened. To, I love story podcasts, like, like, you know, telling a story. Um, and I recently discovered this um, Georgia-based podcast. So there's two of them. It's True Crime. And this documentary filmmaker from Georgia decided he was going to go back, look at some cold cases, and try and solve these old cases in Georgia. One of them, the first one, which came out last year, actually resulted in two arrests in this cold case from 10 years ago. But the mm-hmm. newest one, which actually has a racial el- element, it take, it's, it's covering the murders of um, several, like dozens, over 30 black boys in Atlanta during the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and this was like a serial murder case that had never been solved. And he just launched a new podcast, I think, last week. And it's called The Atlanta Monster. And okay. I highly recommend it because I'm like praying that he has the same kind of success that he had with the first season's podcast because his show basically, like the attention that he brings to it, it, it digs up all these new revelations and stuff. So I'm really excited because if, if you're from Atlanta and you were young, like in the 80s, you know about this case. Wow. Because it like crippled the city. My dad remembers it. It crippled the city for so long because, mm-hmm. yeah, literally snatching boys off the street, black boys in particular. Wow. At a time when Atlanta was too busy to hate, quote unquote. Um, mm. So really, really interesting. Wow. Mm, I love this little podcast that could.
1: Chugga, 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 <laughs> choo, choo. You know, we should start putting out a, um a APB out for you. Y'all want to fund the podcast? Y'all, y'all want to be a um, sponsor? Holla. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> APB was like, what?
1: <laughs> we should always put out like a, a, a thing at the end. Just saying, so... Sponsors are always welcome as long as you're in alignment, holla because, you know, we want to keep the podcast going and rolling and and we just love being a service to you guys. So, you know, if you know a friend of a friend of a friend with a dope company that would be in alignment, you know, send us a message and go to com and click ask us anything and fill out that form and let us know.
2: Love it. Yeah. Always open to sponsors, you guys. Just, you know, on brand. Yes. Not your uncle's liquor store. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On brand. You listened to long enough to know that, like, you know, we're, although I love belly rings, that might not be a good fit for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 90s
2: are back, but not that back. <laughs> right.